very smell of it because it reminded him of the way his dad was when he was drunk. And it reminded him as well of the way he spent the money that was in short supply anyway because it went on the wrong thing. So my dad hated anything to do with alcohol. And so I grew up in that kind of context. No alcohol in the home and that kind of thing. And then I came into some kind of liberty, if you can describe it that, as I got older. So I don't have a problem in having a glass of wine. If anybody wants to buy me a bottle of red wine, I'll drink red wine. Hint, hint. My wife's white. Wine. And so if any of you, <laughs> if you, any of you want to do that, it's fine. But, and I don't say this to boast, I have never in my life been drunk. And I'm never going to be drunk. Because although I started to enjoy a glass of red wine or a beer, a lager, especially on a hot day, I love a lager and a lime, I enjoy that. I never wanted to get because of the way my dad was. And then my dad used to come and stay with us, and I had lager in the fridge, and I had wine on the rack. You come to our house, you'll see it there. And we, we used to drink it. And I noticed one day, he, he kind of winced. And I said to him, Dad, do you not like me drinking beer? He said, I hate the smell of it. I, all I knew, he said, and I don't like to see you drinking alcohol. He said, does it offend you? He said, I won't say it offends me. He said, but I prefer it if you didn't. So I made the decision. From that day on, whenever I was in the presence of my dad, I would not drink alcohol. Didn't drink it in my home when he was around. Didn't drink it in his home when he was around. Because I can live without it. To respect and honor him. What are you doing that you don't need to do around your parents that would respect them? Now, I still have a glass of wine, and when he wasn't around, wasn't that sneaky and do it when he wasn't looking? It's just in front of him, I didn't want to offend him. You, know, you might say, oh, but he had the weaker conscience. Great. Then I will work with his weaker conscience in order not to be a stumbling block. There may be things, even in adulthood, you might want to obey your parents in. Secondly, this. How about accepting and appreciating them? How can you do that? With all their faults and all their foibles. And let's face it, the older you get and when you come out of certain stages of life, you realize your parents aren't perfect. How can we accept them? Not pretending they're perfect. We can do it in these ways. First, realize God used them to bring you into the world. Now, I know no child likes to think of their parents having sex. It's something you try not to imagine. It's gone quiet, hasn't it? And some people are now putting their hands in there. You all got here through someone having sex, by the way. So, oh, all right, I won't go on, on that one. <laughs> we know no child likes to talk about that. But the reality is, our parents, out of their love for one another, because that's, what sex does, as a love together. They were used of God in that process to create you. Full stop. They gave you life. The, Pete, the, the song that Pete sang before was about life that our parents, our mother, gave us. They gave you your life. God chose them to bring you into the world, so accept it and appreciate them. How about this, number two? Listening to what they say. Proverbs 23, 22 says this. Listen to your father who gave you life and do not despise your mother. Pay them the courtesy 
of listening to them. Now, you're not duty-bound as an adult to obey them, but I wish on some things as an adult, because I used to ask my dad a lot of things. There were some relationships that my dad said to me, watch that man, and I ignored him. And guess what? He was right. Getting older doesn't necessarily mean you get wiser, but hopefully it does. And he was right. I thought, why didn't I listen to my dad? He, he just felt nervous. Listen to them. If you don't agree, you can still, as I said before, disagree with humility and respect and move on. How about forgiving them? Forgiving them. You know what bitterness does? If, if someone has done something to you and you fail to forgive them, it doesn't harm the other person, it harms you. Because what we do is we put this unforgiveness to this person in our hearts and we have this little cage inside that's got the person that's offended me. And every now and again, I release them out of the cage and I beat them up a little bit, usually verbally. And then I feel a little bit, oh, I'll put them back in. It hasn't hurt that person because it's only been, it's probably not in their presence, but it could have harmed you because bitterness goes inside and eats you away. Proverbs 20 verse 20 says this, if you curse your parents, your life will end like a lamp that goes out in the dark. I've met people who are old but have still not dealt with forgiveness of their parents and are bitter and twisted. Forgive them. Ask God for grace. Accept and appreciate them. How else? Forgive them. Appreciate them for the effort and sacrifice that they've done. Every parent takes, every, every, every child that you parent demands sacrifice on behalf of the parents. This week has been a tough week for us. Our baby girl is now legally, according to the rules of the land, allowed to drive a car on the public highway. And it's not right. <laughs> it's wrong. I saw her drive off this week on her own. I thought, I remember strapping her in. Now she straps herself in and drives off. And I thought, who's that child driving that car? It's my daughter. What? Then you realize, do you know what? You know what we've done? It's cost us a lot of money. Do you know how much lessons are? This is the grumpy old man bit coming out now, okay? This is really, really healing for me, if not for you. This is all about me right now. Do you know how much driving lessons are? Do you know how long they take? Julian, you're nodding your head there. Your parents, your parents sacrificed for you, young man. <laughs> I'm joking. Anyone that's listening, we're joking. And we, we, we decided, someone gave us a car a few years ago. We decided now to sell that car because it's too much to insure for her. And we got another car and gave it to her, a much smaller one with a low insurance, with a little black box in it that records everything. Every time she breaks, every speed limit she breaks, every time she's out, the little black box would be this control on her so the insurance is, is low. It only allows her to drive 50 yards. She doesn't know that yet. But... It, <laughs> It's the cheapest insurance we could get. It's, it's, it's cost us so much. Boo-hoo. But we've loved it. We've loved it. Talking to Sandra, you know what it's like. We've loved it. 
you never regret spending money on them, blessing them. You think, oh, I want to bless them. It's costly. But I would like her to know, and she's not here today, so anybody that could report that back to her, feel free. <laughs> Listen to this. The overall basic cost of raising a child in the UK, this is according to uh, a research that was done with Liverpool Victoria uh, Insurance Company. The overall basic cost of raising a child in the UK from birth to age 21 has increased by 63% since 2003, when the first survey was first carried out. Do you know how much to raise a child to the age of 21, they reckon? 229,251 pounds. Wow. <laughs> but they're worth it. One father said, when they had a family portrait photograph, they were all together. He says, why, all gather around, kids. Why don't we have a, a photograph that's really realistic? Why don't you all put your hands in my pockets? <laughs> that's the way it goes. Proverbs 23, 22. When your mother is old, show her your appreciation. Just say thank you. It means a lot. You know, some get, people get cynical about Mother's Day. It's not, someone said this to me a while back. It's not in the Bible, Mother's Day, humbug. <laughs> oh, come on. Let's take hold of what's a commercial moment, and let's make it holy. Let's make it holy and honor what God's on, God honors. Third, thirdly, this. Appreciate them for their effort and sacrifice. Thirdly, how about affirming and supporting them? For many parents, the older they get, the less respect they get. My mum has found, age 92, quite honestly, a lot of those relationships that were around her, that affirmed her, that said, well done, or you look lovely, or anything like that, those relationships aren't there now. Mo at 92, not only has my dad passed away, but most of her peers are not around anymore. And that increasingly starts to happen, 70s, 80s, 90s, as they go into... So make sure, in their old age, we affirm them. We all need affirmation. There isn't a person that's walking on the face of God's earth that doesn't need affirmation. Just say some... Now, don't feel guilty, those of you whose parents have gone. Don't. I wish I'd done it then. God knows, and you did the best that you had, could with the revelation that you had at the time and the understanding. They need affirmation. That could include just staying in touch with them. Those of you who've been around a while, remember 2007 when I preached this? I ring my mom every single day. It's a funny conversation because she forgets every single day to put the loudspeaker on. She just answers the phone. Steve, <laughs> this is 11 o'clock at night. Is that you? I don't know who else is ringing at 11 o'clock at night at the moment. Is that you? She can't hear me. So my sister who looks after her, I said, then put it on loudspeaker, and then, then usually she still picks it up, and I can hear all this crackling. We, we go through the same rigmarole every night and have done for the last two years, as she's increasingly got frail. But she always says, thank you, at the end. Just a phone call. I feel, and some of you know what this is like with older parents, I feel sometimes guilty of not being able to do more from a distance. But I've got to do what I can. And the Bible's very clear. Caring for our parents 
is not the responsibility of the state, it's ours. And don't think that means, oh, so I have to bring them into the home. If you can't, fine. But not everyone can. It could just mean that you make sure they have the care that they need in their stage of life as they get older. So we can help by keeping in touch, by sharing the details of your life, by listening to them, and finally by caring for them. I have never done as much as my sister. My sister has got all the care genes from the family. But I do remember in my dad's last days doing things for him that he did for me when I was a child, and it was an honor, not 